0: Hmm? Ah.
1: Huh.
2: Hey everybody, I'm Rima And I'm Jason And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key
1: Is it really dedicated? It seems like it's We're- kind of a serial monogamy kind of thing <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're serial monogamous for the length of time it takes to cover lock and key.
1: <laughs> we're so dedicated until we're done with you uh today we're gonna be covering the third episode of season one entitled "No Fourth right, and it's called uh, "The Keepers of the Keys,"
2: yeah. Good job, Rima, on um, adjusting the agenda um properly. you know, I was so thought I did so good when I skimmed it and said, "Oh, look, you've got everything, and
1: I'm reading is, the title. It's like head games. I'm like, you're playing head games.
2: I am playing head games <laughs> with you on not having the agenda updated <laughs> properly. That's on me. This is what happens when you have no sleep, lack of sleep. This is what mm. um, let it be a lesson. Folks get your eight hours. Um, knock, knock. um, who's there? Hatch Hatch you bless you. Oh, thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> better wash your hands.
2: <laughs> I don't sneeze in my hands or cough in my hands. I do the the, the Dracula. The elbow like, thing. Yeah, no, not really the elbow. It's more of like in almost like in, like the, in the shoulder. Oh, okay. It's like in my almost like in it. my armpit. <laughs> That's better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like super Good job. guard. Yeah. I've been taking the 30 seconds to wash my hands. They're about there washing their hands. I hope don't I don't. try to remember. Yeah. Well, I'm fortunate I don't have to leave my house. So I work Ever. from home. So, well, I did tonight at Headcroft class. So it is kind of like, okay, how close do we all want to get to each other? Are we all like,
1: I know. Winded?
2: Yeah. We're up in each other's faces, you know? Right. We're, we're like grabbing each other. Should be all like, yeah. We're spitting all over each other. No, we're not spitting oh my on each God. other. No. No, but That's you're close. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're all up in the coronavirus. But, um, <laughs> Well, there was some germ swapping going on in this one in That's this right. episode. So, what 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 were your just preliminary thoughts on this episode? This
1: yeah, week? every week it's maybe my new favorite episode. I really oh, liked it. Good. A lot. This was a little lighter, but you know, I always say I I love when something moves me mm-hmm. when I'm watching it when I feel something and it almost doesn't even matter what the emotion is. Like with Walking Dead, it's. it's it's like terror a lot of times or grief Mm -hmm. uh but this week of lock and key I felt really uplifted and happy for some some of it and it's not just like a weird concept it's like I'm experiencing these feelings which is great I felt touched I felt open-hearted I felt a little sad at some of it a little Mm -hmm. apprehension at the end so just all the way through the episode I noticed myself feeling things and then you know I thought maybe I was just in a in a good mood when i watched the first time so when i watched the second time i'm like nope nope i really like this one
2: (laughs) good (laughs) it's good to have that affirmation right
1: yeah Um, yeah you can never tell for sure what about you
2: yeah, well, I felt the same. I'm, I'm like you, if if something makes me feel something, even if it's not always a positive, which this one I think had, you know, I think some more positive than, than negative. But, you know, I, I was also um, touched during certain moments and thought, yeah. you know, how nice and how refreshing that is or something. So, you yeah. know, I, I feel the same. If something moves me then, then I, I feel um a little connected, more connected mm-hmm. to it, so
1: because and also, I mean, to me, if something is able to move you like that, then that means they're doing something right. it's It's mm-hmm. good acting, It's good writing. You know, the characters are believable enough that I feel like they're real people, and I'm connecting with them. And it's just uh, it's you know, it says something about the talent behind the show that it can do that.
2: you I think. are right, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, with that being said, because um, I'm excited to talk about what moved us during yeah. um, this episode. So, why don't you start us off this week with your number five?
1: Okay. My number five is my favorite thing about this episode Kin- Kinsey's Fearlessness. And that was one of the things I loved about the comics. So, I'm glad that they're putting it up front and center. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the concept. Just fascinates me that you could physically remove your fear and then how you're going to feel and act after that, that it would change you. And I've had a lot, especially when I was younger, a lot of anxiety and self doubt. And um, sometimes, you know, I just stress out about things and worry and, you know, feel like an awkward teen or whatever. And then, but I've always been kind of inconsistent and more so when I was younger, but I'd managed to get in a headspace where I felt free of all that. Sometimes, um, but sometimes it felt really random or, um, sometimes it would have to do with drinking as, as, uh, unhealthy as that sounds, you know, I'd have it, beer and be with friends and all of a sudden everything would just flow perfectly and I wouldn't have any fear and I'd just be able to talk to anybody and it felt it felt like that with her I mean I really love the way the actress um, has played up the anxiety and fear that Mm -hmm. Kinsey feels so that there would be such a big contrast because when she's in there making breakfast and flipping those eggs and she's just like totally at ease and you know having a great time I know what that's like, man, I'm having a good day today. I'm in a good mood. I, you know, throw anything at me, I can handle it. So it's just really, it's really alluring to me to be able to think about, Oh, I could just go in and pluck out that fear. And then I just be in the zone all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. I, you'll have to um, educate all of us on what you're, how you managed to get in that space. Cause Kinsey was able to just go in there and pluck out her fear now it, yeah. it wasn't super easy she had to you know i don't i'm sure that thing put up a fight we we got to see it up close um but you know she was able to pluck it out and just instantly have it was it simple anyway it's it's, it's, not it's, easy. it's yeah it's, it's usually not so simple for mm. most folks to kind of get to the same space where you know if they're feeling anxiety and fear and how they can overcome that it doesn't it's not usually such a quick like snap your yeah. fingers process
1: it's so complicated with me I, I i couldn't put my finger on on it i mean um i mean the drinking is actually pretty appropriate to talk about here because that's an unhealthy way to do it mm-hmm. uh, you know i mean that's how i do it. i don't i don't want to <laughs> judge yeah like i'll have a drink <laughs> pretty much every time I podcast i have a drink um it kind of loosens you up and it's they call it the social lubricant for a reason but um <clears throat> but this I feel like, I mean, we haven't really seen any evidence of it yet, but I feel like this could ultimately be unhealthy. It's a shortcut mm-hmm. and it doesn't solve your problems on a deep level maybe. And it might create some new ones like, you know, when she's telling her mom, no, thanks. I'll take the art school application to the post office. Cause I need to get there by Tuesday. And this kind of organizational stuff isn't your thing. She's just really blunt with her. And I actually thought that, I mean, personally, I, I kind of like people being straightforward about stuff, but, um, you know, then when she said dad took care of these things, cause you were always busy with your art and fixing up houses, that's what you're great at. You don't have to try and do everything. Even that isn't super bad, but
2: it she a just little sort backhanded. of lost some of sensitivity
1: a- about her mom. Yeah. 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 A little backhanded and it was really blunt and, um, her mom is not in the best place right now, given what's happened. So she kind of lost some sensitivity there. And it it reminded me of this book called radical honesty. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. It's called radical honesty, how to transform your life by telling the truth by Brad Blanton. And it's all about being completely honest all the time, even if it hurts people's feelings. So you might actually say something to someone like, I think you're fat. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh my god.
1: right? And this guy was a therapist and um I think this brutal honesty I at least it was reported that it was beneficial for his clients, but in the early 2000s he ran for Congress and it was like this rare thing where a political candidate was never lied and he lost and he was on it was an episode of this american life and i it's been a while so i don't remember the details but i think i remember one of his assistants saying yeah most people quit like we can't stand him after a while <laughs> so anyway that this kind of reminded me of like that like you can be too honest
2: i think you can be too honest i think sometimes you don't have to speak every thought in your head
1: right
0: you know
2: um, yeah Just because you're thinking it doesn't mean you have to speak it.
1: Mm -hmm. And sometimes, yeah, you you need to be sensitive about where other people are at and what they're ready to hear and stuff like that. Um, But anyway, so she says she's starting to feel more like herself uh, than she has since they moved there. And that made me wonder if she used to feel more fearless before her dad got killed. You know, we were sort of speculating that maybe she always was a bit in her head, but she probably felt more like this before that happened. Um, And the way she's handling situations, like she passes by Eden and Jackie and Eden says, oh, your hair looks like Easter came early. And she just like, thanks, girl. Cool as a cucumber. And Eden looks confused like she thought she was going to get a dig in. And I love that because I think how we respond to things is huge. And it, it helps us to respond as if things were positive when maybe they weren't totally meant that way. And it also actually, I think we kind of train other people how to be with us. Like, um, if she, it Kinsey's exuding, I'm comfortable with myself and putting out that vibe versus I'm super sensitive and fragile, then people are going to treat her differently. You know, you ever thought about stuff like that?
2: Oh, absolutely. I think you definitely train people how to treat you.
1: Yeah, totally. What you will put up with and just the vibe that that you put out. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, all these other little changes, she's does that awesome splattering poster, which where before she would have been afraid to show it to them. And she's like, yeah, I'll be back in the movie if you guys will take me. And, and then the whole, I won't go too far into the stuff with Scott, but she's just really confident with him and telling him, um, she, he's like, you know, it's okay if, uh, I'm not going to sulk about this. I'm completely fine. If with being just friends, if that's what you want, she's like, it's not what I want. I like you. And I think we should hang out. She just being really straightforward. And that's so appealing to me. I I really love that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I just like that. She feels that way. And she'll just say it straight out with no fear. Like I feel like so far it's been mostly, she just seems like way better off for having done this, especially given how things ended up with her and her mom, this episode. So, um, I don't know. She was a bit aggressive with Scott and I thought maybe it might scare him off like even though somebody's more confident if this isn't the person that he fell for maybe it would weird him out like no I but it turns out he seemed pretty okay with it throughout the whole thing
2: he seemed very okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. think he had any problems at all other than just kind of being a little weirded out. Yeah. Um,
1: I like when he was like, she's like, come up to my room. I mean, I feel like the show was trying to make us think that she wanted to have sex and I don't even think that's what she wanted. So that's a little like a uh, unfair red herring kind of thing. She wanted to take him into her headspace. But anyways, um, when he was getting all nervous and he grabbed, some toy or something that she had and did a Hadouken. Hadouken. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's stupid. Sorry. It was just really adorable.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it was fun poor. to see how
1: he responded to her.
2: Yeah. I, I thought that was cute just because he's, you know, like, oh, wow, I'm in her room and he, he wasn't quite sure how to act and,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and what she's she very was still expecting. and calm yeah. and yeah, Again, that's how he's like, getting
2: confidence. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I remember at certain times, I I used to meditate a lot and I've always intended on getting back to that, but I never did. And sometimes, especially right after I would meditate, I'd feel just like she seemed to feel just like any, I could take on anything that came at me and I was just looking people straight in the eye, very still felt, felt good. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a good place to be in.
2: Sounds like a really good place to be in. I need to get back into, into that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I like that. Well, and and it's funny because that's actually my number five too. Um, mm. You know, of course. Talk, of course. Well, you know, we talked last week how you know I, I I don't really put my top five in any particular order. Like I don't save my number one for you know like the best thing or um, you know anything like that. But so I was I was really excited about this too, and I, I really liked you covered a lot of what I was also thinking as well, but. One thing that I also wanted to mention, you know, and and you mentioned it, but I'd like to just elaborate on as far as how the actress is doing a really great job. um, When, She's in the classroom and she's showing them her sketches for the movie and then, you know, she goes and I really like that she apologized to Scott, where she was very upfront. She's like, You know what? I'm sorry, um, that I, I didn't tell you one way or another, you know, that I you know, that yeah. I stood you up. I should have told you either yes, I'm coming or no I'm not. And I'm sorry, and let me make it up mm-hmm. to you. I really like that. I thought, well, good for you for at least admitting, you know, one that you were wrong and that you did wrong and then that you apologized and um, he was, you know, he was cool with it and she's like, Well, let me make it up to you. So I thought that was really cool first yeah um, you know i, yeah, I like because that she did
1: that. because i think sometimes the reason why people don't want to admit that they're wrong is because they're afraid that it's gonna make them feel like a le- less than or something mm-hmm. or you know a one down position but when you lose your fear and you don't have that then you can just be strong and admit it when you're wrong and apologize and she did the same thing with her mom at the end and it just feels really good it feels like when you're hearing a truth like that
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it just feels good to hear it
2: yeah so i i really liked that part and then when she walks out and they're all you know like wow she's different and he's like yeah she seems a lot a lot brighter um and then, of course, they made the comment. Oh, her hair certainly is. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought that's exactly it. You can just tell um, the the change in her character from the first three episodes that we've seen her in, where you know she didn't really seem anxiety ridden, and you know, or anything like that. But you could tell she was just where she kind of held back a little bit, and she would, and she talked a lot about how fearful you know she was, and you could just really see that turn. Um, You know, it it really was like a change in her. Like the actress herself was able Mm -hmm. to really exude that change and how light and carefree she was. You know, she's dancing around to her music. You know, she's, you know, dyeing her hair and, you know, feeling more like herself and smiling. She's cooking and kind of dancing around the kitchen. And um, you just kind of see it all throughout that whole episode and how she just just does feel lighter she just she seems to have like a little bit of a skip in her step and Tyler's like what is going on with you <laughs> yeah, what did you do you? yeah like what is wrong with you and she's just ha- hopping Bodie's along. like
1: yeah bacon right on
2: yeah he's just a kid he's he's my spirit animal in that moment I was like Bodie's protecting the bacon um but yeah he's he's absolutely adorable um but, but
1: I, I thought I actually think she did seem pretty anxiety ridden a lot of the time She just seemed so second guessing herself and, and hesitating and worried and all that.
2: I know that she was really anxious about her art and, you know, she had all Mm -hmm. of these sketches trying to do this perfect sketch of the bicycle to um, send off to her or send off to the school with her application. And, you know, she finally was able to So I, I get that part. I guess I just didn't see it in in so many other things. Well,
1: when she was worried about whether to go hang out with Scott I mean, she went, but it, it was like, looked like it was really hard and she Mm -hmm. went to meet him at the concert, but then she, you know, no, I I guess I don't want to. She just was like tortured about everything.
2: Yeah, I get that. Um, but then, yeah. She's been through a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, well, yeah, they all have. I mean, it just kind of shows, you know, how they're all kind of dealing, um, with, with the grief and Mm -hmm. the trauma that they, that they went through, but you know, So I I think so far in this episode, you know, removing a whole emotion from her head um, is working for her. But I really, really think that in the long term, this is there's going to be some serious consequences, I think, that it's not going (laughs) to work out. So I think something's going to escalate and not turn out as well. That's my feelings on it
1: because we have all these emotions for a reason and fear is a pretty important one for our survival. And I don't know exactly how this is going to backfire, but it's a dramatic show. So, it, you know, there, there's probably got to be some backfiring going on. I mean, she does still um, like at the end when Bodhi is kind of missing and that, you know, the doors are all slamming and there's fire in the kitchen. She's concerned. She's not just like, eh, hey, whatever. But she's not, she's not like, Uh, freezing up or anything from fear, but she is concerned and she'll take action. So Mm -hmm. it looks like it hasn't made her like the kind of girl who will walk out into traffic or anything like that. Not, not afraid of the cars, but I I think, yeah, I mean, I think it was good that we didn't see any negative ramifications right when it happens because it's more fun to explore more of the positive, but I would suspect there will be something bad. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She didn't seem fearful because that's one thing that she did talk a lot about was when she was hiding, from sam lesser when when you know she was holding bodie and they were both hiding and and she was talking about how yeah how frozen she was and she didn't act and she should have acted and you know she was really angry with herself for that so um she didn't hold back this time she wasn't afraid to um you know take action in that moment she wasn't she didn't seem scared like so she was concerned but i wouldn't say scared um Mm -hmm, when when mm -hmm. they actually saw um echo i'm still calling her echo at this point um i'm gonna call
1: her that too it sounds cooler yeah
2: yeah (laughs) so anyway yeah i i think you said a lot of that and those those were just a few other things that i wanted to add um from my perspective so it's a good number five what's your number four
1: why don't you go next so that
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe we just start trading notes. Yeah, can trade, no, show. no,
1: we can just trade back and forth. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: um, so my number four, I, now I want to talk a little bit more about her interaction with Scott and if it's really, a really good idea to let someone see the inside of your brain. Um, First, my first thought was, well, is it is it good to involve someone on on the fact that you have these magical keys, you know, because one, you you know, I mean, she's not feeling very fearful um, and, and feeling like there's a lot of risk doing that. But I thought, is that something that you want to do? Could you be putting someone else in danger by exposing them to these keys? Um, because we mm. know that Rendell and his family had the keys and he's he exposed right. his group of friends. You know, there were six of them and then there were only three that survived mm. and now they're down to like one. one. So, sort of two, yeah. Sort of but two. He, he,
1: she doesn't know that. Kinsey doesn't know that. She does
2: not know that. But we but know that. Yeah. We know that, yeah, you're right. You mm. Yeah, we have to keep thinking that the character doesn't know everything that we know. But so, you know, first I'm thinking that, like, is it a you know, good idea to expose people um, to the mm-hmm. keys? And then two, when we do, um, and then she decides to open open her head and let Scott come in. Um, what do you think? Because I, I don't know that she really explained why she was doing that. Why do you think she did that? Mm. It
1: was interesting because, you know, like I said, they sort of gave all these cues to make you think that she wanted to get it on Mm -hmm. or at least kiss or something. I mean, she went, let's go up to the room, you know, why don't I give you the tour? How about my room? And she's like sitting on her bed and everything. And then she did like, even when he sat, she goes, come sit next to me. And he, she leans in towards him. Like she wants to kiss him. And then she goes, I want to show you something. And so, um, I feel like that was a little gimmicky misdirection. But anyway, I feel like still it's similar because she just has decided that she really likes him. And what's more intimate than letting someone walk around inside your head. So it was just a way to get closer to him and to sort of literally open herself up to him and be vulnerable.
2: That's like the ultimate form of being vulnerable. I I mean, what's, I don't know. (laughs) I, I, I think
1: I'm I not saying I agree I just yeah. think that's where what her head is and one thing though is Scott he just exudes goodness I mean I guess you can't take it for granted you know you can't sum people up based on limited interaction but so far anyway he just seems like a really really good hearted person so I, yeah. maybe if I was his friend I might trust him I don't know
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess just coming from like a personal perspective, I mean, myself, I can be a a really private person. I mean, if you ask me something, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, but I don't, you know, I don't typically just volunteer a lot of information. I don't just, you know, have diarrhea of the mouth and just spill all my guts. I usually keep things close to my chest. But I mean, if you ask me something, I'll tell you. But I don't typically volunteer at least when i'm sober um you know, <laughs> right. get, you know it's a whole different story when vodka enters the picture or something and you're
1: like check out this key
2: yeah <laughs> i'll show you all my keys if if you give me enough alcohol. <laughs>
1: really <Yeah.
2: laughs> <That's> really <funny. laughs> things happen um so so I, you know, I can, I can, you know, I guess uh, it's a little duality happening, but I think that probably happens with a lot of people. I'm certainly not unique mm. in that. Um, alcohol is certainly um, an open door for everyone, but, right? Uh,
1: and maybe it's similar. I mean, she's taken out her fear, and mm-hmm. when you drink, it sort of kills your fear too. Sometimes.
2: Oh hell's yeah, um, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, so I, I don't know, but I can see that that would be also really freeing. You know, she has removed her fear, so you know, she, she doesn't feel the anxiety or the fear of, of opening herself up. And, um, I think that just how she was feeling and, you know, being able to do that without the fear of being judged as well. Like, she, she's okay to right. let Scott in that space and show who she really is um, because she doesn't have an issue with it. She doesn't have that fear of being judged. Just like, you know, when you pointed out earlier mm-hmm. when she walks by the girls and, you know, one tries to make a, a dig about her hair and she just keeps going with it and doesn't let it bother right. her that she also, she
1: really didn't even perceive it that way. I don't think, I don't just think she, cool. I'm not
2: sure that she did either. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know which is That's cooler girl. that, that she just either didn't perceive it that way. Or if she or was just like, I'm to, not going to let it like right. I'm rubber in your glue, you know, it's going to bounce off <laughs> me and stick she to you.
1: show a little self-consciousness when they first went in. She's like, I know it's a mall. Just a little hint of, being embarrassed about it
2: yeah yeah (laughs) like yeah i know it's lame it's a mall (laughs) um but you know i don't know i but i was just curious i I guess maybe that's what it was was just that she's wanting to you know that's the easiest way to get to know someone right is if you can literally go inside their head and maybe that's what she was wanting but it's Mm -hmm. she seemed to pick up that
1: she's been holding him away from her Mm -hmm. and not opening up to him as much as it's clear that he wants and so now this is like okay i'm gonna totally open myself up to you now
2: yeah but but then she takes him to her memories of her dad and shows him that one specific so i'm just i'm wondering why that one you know and she's like this Mm -hmm. was the memory of my favorite birthday and then you know, she shares that with him, and then, then she comes to that realization, you know, of her mom, um, mm-hmm. you know, that she's like, didn't even realize that she blocked out. So, I was just I was just trying to figure out, like, okay, I kind of see where she's wanting to open herself up and be vulnerable and expose herself and say, this is who I am, and I kind of get all of that, but I was just wondering if there was a certain purpose, like, if it was just to kind of get us to that moment, to that yeah. memory, or, you know, is it, you know, purposeful... Um, For Scott being there or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it. I mean,
1: it it was functional for the plot for her to show him that memory because there's another subplot in this episode about her relationship with her mom. So Mm -hmm. then, you know, she got to find something out. Oh, yeah, she was there. And then she felt bad about herself and he made her feel better. And so that brought them even closer together. But so it, it fit. You know, it helped advance uh, her relationship with Scott and also her relationship with her mom. But as far as why she picked that certain memory, I don't think there was anything to that other than it would advance the plot. I think they were just sort of exploring around, and she happened to pull that one out. That it, unless I'm missing something,
2: yeah, that's probably it. Like I said, I'm mm-hmm. probably looking too hard at it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I I, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts and your perspective on that. But I think I think we're right. Scott is definitely I think digging the new Kinsey. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: I mean, well, my number four is teenage love, Ah. and um, I think um, the scenes with Kinsey and Scott were one of the things that moved me, Um, and just, I I think they have good chemistry, and I really Mm -hmm. like them both, and it was really romantic, and when they decide to hang out after school, uh, she says, cool, see you later then, and he says, as you wish, That's from Princess Bride, which I know you don't know because you've never seen it.
2: I have seen it.
1: Oh, you saw I, it? I
2: finally watched it. Yes. <laughs> what did you think? It was it was really good.
1: It's, it's super hyped at this point. It,
2: at this point, <laughs> I should have watched it like 20 years ago or more, but um, yeah. yeah, it's a little that bit movie super hyped. has a
1: special place in my heart, but yeah, at this yeah. point, it's not going to be received super, quite the super same. Super cute. Yeah. <laughs> so then she takes him in there, and I, I was thinking as I was watching this, okay, is Scott having the... Amazed and dumbfounded reaction you were looking for from other characters last last episode because he's like, "Am I dead? How is this even possible? This is beyond crazy. This is absolutely bloody bonkers. This is completely mental." And then she's like, "Wow, you get a lot more English under stress," which I thought was really funny. <laughs> yeah. But I, he he said he really emphasized how like, "Oh my god, oh, is this isn't real? You're just messing with me, like you know, over and over again, right?"
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then. Then I really loved finally when he he's still <laughs> letting it sink in. And then he, he just pauses after I forget what was going on, but he's all I freaking knew it. I knew magic existed and he's all smiling. And I just thought that was really endearing.
2: Yeah, the universe really is way too
1: complex. And then um, then when she felt guilty about blocking her mom from her memory. He's really comforting and says, don't be so hard on yourself. And then she's just, you can tell that really, you know, she loved that. And so she kisses him and then he kisses her back and there's this sweet uplifting music. And I'm sorry, but I just found all that really magical. And I was like, getting tingles and everything.
2: Aww.
1: (laughs) It was great.
2: It was really great. I (laughs) liked when she pulled that memory, because it's in, like, this box, um, and, and, of course, all of her memories are, like, I like how he was like candy store and I'm like that's what I thought too it's like when you walk into those candy stores in the mall and they're all yeah. like perfectly color coordinated and they're all really neat in these like loose sight <laughs> containers you know and you go dig get the candy that's what it reminded me of so when she pulls that memory out and, and she's holding it and then he is across from her and he puts his hands on hers and and holds the mm-hmm. box too and they both look in at the same time and peer in at her memory i thought that was super sweet i had a oh
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and i didn't realize that was a candy store until this episode so and then you know she makes the connection that her dad had a sweet tooth and she picked it up from him so mm-hmm. i'm like okay now i get it um and then the other teenage love is tyler and jackie mm-hmm. um but do you have that on your list i I can let you go first
2: <laughs> if you want. Um, kind of, yeah. Not, not. Should I just go for focus? it? Just go for it.
1: Okay, so Mr. Ridgeway, the dean who likes to set his students up with each other, sure does. <laughs> signs Tyler up to help Jackie raise money for the 5K run, and I thought I was. A, it's her uh, perspective and opinion on Tyler seems to have. Inexplicably changed, unless I missed something. Because last time, wasn't she upset with him because he made his friends believe something happened with him and Eden and then he refused to correct the record with them?
2: I mean, as far as I know, he never did correct yeah. that he said so. no or
1: he just yeah and she was like okay well i don't like it. but now that seems to be all water under the bridge and she's at least welcoming of him coming to help her with the 5k even to the point where poor eden seems uncomfortable around tyler because of what happened and jackie's like oh whatever she needs her red bull she doesn't care <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> but, <the> anyway.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyways um i thought aside from that their whole thing was really cute uh, first mm-hmm. off he finds out she's an anglophile so then he throws the english history book into his headspace and i'm like dude i think i might you know i, I don't know man it's harder and harder for me to pick the anywhere key over the headspace key especially after this
2: yeah right I'm
1: like man i'd be throwing cookbooks in there and language books dvds maybe of series i've been to watch it's
2: like the matrix (laughs) upload to the matrix i know kung fu
1: (laughs) yeah totally kung fu books um i think it was kind of awkward and dumb to think that she would like to hear random historical facts about england like that the yorks that the york was the first english city to be settled by vikings in the year 866 Mm are you into Vikings?
2: <laughs> yeah. I think but, he was trying too hard. Cause I think that yeah. he really likes her. So he was oh, yeah. just trying too hard instead and of just kind of, we've all been flow. there. Oh yeah. yeah. Totally.
1: It was painful to watch and, and trying to impress her. And I'm like, you should go into your headspace and kill your need for approval. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, then he, he corrects himself because he later, he's self-aware about it, which uh, totally Corrected it. Like he's teasing her for being sexist, not thinking he would be into the Jane Austen book. And she says, I didn't realize you were so funny. And he's like, You didn't pick up on that when I was boring you to death with facts about the UK. I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's that will win her someone over right there. Totally.
2: That was way better. That was way (laughs) more organic and way more Uh natural. And then she
1: laughs and he immediately invites her out to clam chowder. I'm like, All right, you seem to have righted the ship. (laughs) Yeah. And then their whole argument about which clam chowder place was uh, better was was pretty cute. And I even liked that later when he told Kinsey about it, they agreed that their place back home was better. But don't tell Jackie because they kind of connected on that. And and so all of this, they have this kind of um, cute, flirty banter. And I feel like that could tip into being like one of the um, CW superhero shows, which I don't think you've watched a lot of. Right. But they're I
2: have not
1: they're kinda cutesy and flip and it, it's fun, but it's um they don't necessarily seem like real people. But uh so far this feels a bit more grounded to me and it really reminds me of the way that uh Daniel Russo and Allie were on in Karate Kid. It mm. just has that vibe to it. And uh I'm digging it.
2: Yeah, it's cute. Mm. I'm I'm totally Okay with the little teenage romances that we have amidst all of the magical keys and evil well ladies and, you know, Bodie and his uh, you know, just random running off on his own (laughs) with no adult supervision Mm. whatsoever. Um yeah, I'm digging it too. I thought it was thought it was sweet.
1: I mean, I want it to be balanced and about two thirds of the way through I'm like okay wait a minute this is all like really nice and nobody's having any trouble really so something bad's gonna have to happen and it kind of did at the end there it got more intense and I was glad for that
2: yeah I agree I liked all that it was really good thanks so that was was that your number three
1: that was my number four.
2: Oh, okay we switched oh that's right. Places, we switched. So. We switched. Yeah. Okay. You go ahead. Okay. Well, why not? Because we're already here. Well <laughs> my, my number three I wanted to talk. A little bit about Rendell's friends. Um so we find out a little bit about Aaron, uh, who's in <laughs> a psych ward, Aaron Voss. Um, and we don't really know. Why she's in a psych ward, or what accident that Ellie refers to? Um, I I think that Ellie knows more than what she's telling. Of course, I really feel like she's holding yeah, back a lot.
1: I'm feeling critical of her a little bit.
2: I am too. Uh, I. I'm trying to be on her side and say and think that maybe she's she has a reason for it, but I'm, I'm yeah, feeling she might not so great because I'm like if you, if there's something that you know, I mean, this woman is on her own and she has these three kids that she's looking out for. If there's something that you know that they need to know, I feel like right. you, should, you should be a little bit more forthcoming yeah. with that.
1: Yeah, like if she's like, have you seen your kids playing with any keys lately? Because.
2: Yeah, they could be dangerous. You might want to take those away.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I don't know if you remember this, but back in episode two, Tyler's friend Javi said, so there's this one, or I think it was Javi. Mm -hmm. So there's this one where this lady just wandered in and she went nuts. All right, she's like a vegetable now, lives in an insane asylum, talking about Key House. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, he he was referring to
2: Aaron Voss. Yes, that's also my assumption. I thought that was probably going to come back. Um, When he said that, and I think this is where it comes back to talking about Aaron Voss. So I think she knows more about what happened to her. Um, So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bit more critical of that. Um, And then she also then confirms um, Mark's death by fire. Um, And this is while... Nina is showing her that, you know, she's like, oh, I'm wondering Mm -hmm, if you can tell me more about her friends. And so she's like, well, Erin, she's in a psych ward, and she doesn't speak, um, doesn't elaborate as to what happened, even though I think that she knows. Um, She doesn't, she just, you know, says Mark died in a house fire, which I think she knows more um, about about that. Um, And then she um, talks about how they spent a lot of their time there, you know, at, at Key House, and that there wasn't a lot of adult supervision. So we don't really learn a whole lot about... Rendell's parents and who they were, um, just that they weren't around a lot, so they were left to their own. Um, and then they spent a lot of time in the what they called the ping pong room. And Nina did not know what that was, so when she takes her to the basement, we find out it was walled up. So my first question is, why was it walled up? And then who, um, mm-hmm. who did it? Um, so
1: and there's that old armoire that she's like. it's from the 1800s and do you have the key for it I feel like that might come into play too
2: I agree I have that down here as well I feel like you know that's they pointed it out I feel like Ellie knows exactly Hmm. what that is um, and
1: did it seem like she was looking around for something or
2: I think she was so. either looking
1: for something or else she was looking at something and remembering something about it?
2: Yeah, I, it looked like she was looking for something because she, mm-hmm. you know, Nina's kind of just looking at random things and she's this is all new to her. Um, Ellie is familiar with the space because it sounds like they spent all of their time time as teenagers down there and at all of those items on the shelves, she opens up like this little memory box or something and seems to be you know looking for something and that's when nina kind of called her out she's like are you looking for something she's like no and i'm like oh you liar i don't yeah. believe i don't believe anything Trust that you're you. saying at all. Um,
1: I th- I, if I had to guess, I would say that she's a good person, but she's just got some reason for hiding it. I don't mm-hmm. think she's evil, but we'll no. see. No.
2: Yeah, I don't think that she's evil, but I just feel like she is not forthcoming with everything that she knows. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that doesn't serve anyone very well, um, especially if there's something that could be dangerous. Um, you know, I don't, seems I don't know. She to
1: read Radical Honesty by Brad Blanton.
2: Radical Honesty. <laughs> Live and breathe it, even if you're fat. Um, <laughs> 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 Tell them you're fat. Yeah, I think that she's a good person, but I feel, you know, clearly she knows something. And I think that with what happened to their group of friends surrounds Something about the keys. Um, So that's that's why I feel like you know, and maybe she know. Maybe maybe she can't tell Nina because. We know the whole. Well, adults don't really remember, remember the magical things around them, and so that makes me wonder: Does possession of the keys allow you to remember what happened? Yeah, you know, like, because did Mark
1: know when he grabbed his key,
2: right? Because my um, he, he had, which I think they're calling it up. the the matchstick key. By the way, I keep calling it the fire oh, okay. key, but I, yeah. I'm I'm reading that it's it's the uh, matchstick key. So I, that feels okay. like a lot of words to me. So I don't know if I'll remember to call it <laughs> that but um so he had he was in possession of that key and he remembered i i feel like you know um what needed yeah to he be had done, the map of happen. key house
1: with where they were all hidden so right. it seems like he knew what that was
2: and ellie has a key and she seems to remember i she i does? Think.
1: yeah yeah oh yeah to the well house yeah but i, I don't know what it's called just, but it that well, might it, have just been a regular old key
2: Maybe, but it looked special because they really made oh, a point it? to show it to okay. you. Um, but it was hard to get a look at it. I don't know. I, I'd have to look it up um, mm. to, to verify. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like she's probably in possession of a key. So I feel I, I, that's what made me wonder if maybe you remember things, right. if you are in possession of the key. But once you That would be them.
1: simple and it would make sense. So, I yeah, I kind of hope that's what it is.
2: Yeah. So I don't to, know. I thought so, it was. To
1: answer the question of why some people seem to remember and others don't
2: mm-hmm right so anyway i i think it was um kind of cool to get a little bit more of insight as to that group of friends what happened to the other friends i feel like we're probably going to get more about aaron voss because she did get a visitor um and i'm you know i'm curious what kind of accident is she unable or is she unwilling to speak um
1: she reminded me of uh Gabrielle Haller from Legion when mm-hmm. Professor X first found her in the mental institution or um, Hector Salamanca from Breaking Bad
2: Yes I might get her a little bell <laughs> yeah one for yeah. Ding, 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 yes ding. one for yes nothing for no
1: <laughs> <laughs> three for get this woman away from me <laughs>
2: yeah. oh my gosh what was up with that by the way when she's clipping her fingernails when echo's visiting her that i thought really it was creepy. great
1: yeah creepy and and presumptuous and and she seems uh aaron seems paralyzed but she's got this terrified look on her face so it's pretty clear that she doesn't like echo and i think echo was doing that just a to show her i can do whatever i want but mostly to be doing something that would sort of
2: like make her unsettled
1: no that if anybody looked over they would see oh she's you know helping her friend or whatever that's Mm -hmm. what it would look like from far away that's what i was thinking
2: good i like okay that makes sense because i thought why why would she do that was it just to to unsettle aaron Rattle and to make her even yeah. more uncomfortable um because it seems like something a caregiver would do and she definitely is yeah. not but you're right i guess to the other people looking around or if there's any nurses and you know or orderlies or someone looking around they're like oh well, she's taking care of her she's a friend or you know
1: so we have Aaron, Mark, Rendell, Ellie, Lucas, and I don't know if we have the names of the two others. There's seven. We know Aaron's in the psychiatric hospital. Rendell was murdered. Mark died when he used the matchstick key, we presume anyway. Um, Lucas drowned, and we know three people drowned, or at least that's what Ellie said. So right. there's two others that I don't know the name. So I presume Lucas and those two others maybe drowned. Yep. So Ellie, Ellie and Aaron sort of are the only ones left
2: yep that was my number three what's your number three
1: okay let's uh, I'll talk a little bit about um, Echo and Aaron Voss um, she, Echo said her name was Chastity at mm-hmm. the mental hospital or at least that's how they called her but who knows if that's true if they keep calling her that, then I think we'll have to start calling her that. But anyways, um, she says, hi, Vossy It's been a while. So she seems to know her. And so it makes me wonder if echo was involved in whatever mm-hmm. happened in high school. Um, and Aaron is terrified of her. So it seems like she knows her. Um, she refers to Rendell as Aaron's old boyfriend. So I guess Aaron is the one in the picture you know, mm-hmm. hugging Rendell, and she says, "You know, he's dead, right?" So that makes me wonder. They said that Ellie hasn't spoken in twenty years, so maybe she already whatever happened to her happened before. Um, oh wait, no, Rendell, Rendell just three recently months. died, so yeah, of course, yeah, right, right. What am I saying? Yeah, and she said, "Your old pal Mark went up in smoke, and now you." And then she said, you're really not making this very easy, are you? And I'm thinking, making what easy? And then uh, she's like, you know, I need a new plan. I just have to figure out a way to get in there and tapping her on the forehead. And right away, I thought, well, she needs the head key. And that turns out to be true, because when she goes back to accost Bodie, Bodhi, she's like, give me the head key. I need to find something. So I guess she's looking for some kind of information. We don't know for sure what, no. right?
2: No. What she's looking
1: I've- for. She's been looking for keys, so it might have yeah, something to do with that. And
2: I think she was trying to provoke Aaron to see if she would respond. Maybe she didn't think that. You know, maybe she thought she was faking and she could provoke a response out of her and draw, and draw out whatever. Information, yeah, but, but
1: I'm just, w- w- yeah. What, yeah, what, what is she looking for though? And then, uh, and then, um, so she's going to get the head key from Bodhi, but she, turns out she can't. Uh, take it by force. He has to give it to her, and I'm like, oh, that's a new complication. Do I like that? I guess how how would that work? Like, could she threaten somebody he cares about? I'm gonna kill your brother if you don't give that to me. I mean, she should try that. But anyway, uh, I I don't know why she can't take it from him. I hope we find out the answers to all these questions. And I was also wondering if um she'll go after Ellie too, who's the only one left. Like, does Ellie have? some information that she might want. I don't think we've seen her interact with her yet.
2: Not yet.
1: So that's all I had about that one.
2: Oh, okay. That's (laughs) good questions like that. Um, So my number two, uh, we we talked a little bit about it already. um, And, as I'm sitting here going through my notes. I don't know if I really have a whole lot to add, other than, um, so we talked a little bit about the other purpose for the head key. So I'm like, you, I after seeing this, I was like, dang, kept talking about how much fun the anywhere key would be. Like, it would be fun to try them all at once, but if I had to pick one and you know, this is the one you're gonna have for the rest of your life, it would be the anywhere key. But I'm like, well, damn, now I think I might want the that head key um because you know yeah it'd be pretty cool to go and um, pluck out my fear and anxiety and be as you know carefree as as kinsey is but then also to be able to upload all of this knowledge you know and i, I thought it was funny that tyler did not want to go in his head <laughs> i thought that
3: was kind yeah. of funny
2: the difference where kinsey's just like i'm going in um you know, and 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 facing whatever whatever's on this other side of this door. Um, Tyler, he's just kind of yeah. like he cracks the door open, throws the book in, and hurries up and slams it shut. And, and it I, kind
1: of fits his personality. Yeah, because he's just sort of been trying to like let's not deal with this, all right? Just don't don't even think about it. <laughs> and she's more like just racked with um, fear and anxiety and wants to re- alleviate that pain.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very telling of of all of their their personalities. Just like how mm-hmm. their their head space. I mean, we don't know what Tyler's looks like yet. Um, I don't know if we'll find that out. But you know, we see we've seen Bodie's and we've seen Kinsey's. so that seems very characteristic of, of their personalities and who they are. Um, that his actions or his lack of action is definitely you know part of who he is so but I thought well how cool would that be just to be able to like you said kind of toss in some books or you know to to gain knowledge that way and to have have it so quickly and at the ready and um you know be able to read uh, an awesome book you know instantly or or know the content of it I mean maybe I can see how interesting and fun it would be but then there's also just the romance of reading a book and like getting on that journey of a book instead of just having it magically uploaded and knowing it all at once i can see where that would be good but also kind of take the fun out of it a little i bit. don't care you don't care i just want to just
1: yeah just want to throw it in there and have it and know it <laughs>
2: i get some things i i agree but other times i think it would be a nice little journey to actually read something i
1: guess i'd have to have the experience and see how it would be different before i could really judge for sure yeah
2: I can see definitely advantage of to save time all the things that you like kind of need to know or want to know quickly, um, but then like reading a book for pleasure, um, that that's that's a good thing. I like that. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I thought I thought it was interesting how he you know when his teacher or the dean was talking about the differences um between you know him and his late late wife and how that's how he took it It was like if we could find one thing in common you know um you know if they could talk about gardening they could talk about anything and that's how tyler you know kind of plucks that fact that you mentioned that she's an anglophile and um You know, he's like, well, I'll just learn all there is to know about England and spout Mm -hmm. these facts.
1: I mean, to me, Anglophile means I like fish and chips. I like the Beatles. I like Monty Python. I mean, you'd think a kid might realize She's not going to care about Vikings, but who knows?
2: It was, but, it was, um, it
1: turns out for her it's Jane Austen. Yeah. So. Well, it
2: was fun and interesting because I think there's that awkward teenage, you know. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. so I think that that played into it really well and it was appropriate. Um, so I, I like that. I like that we got this nether other view of the head key so we know that you can like go into someone's head like they went into Bodhi's head they didn't take anything out they didn't mess with anything they were just kind of exploring and and checking and checking it out and then last week you know we get where Kinsey was actually able to remove something she was able to remove a, a whole emotion and then this week we learned that you can add stuff and and gain knowledge and in that way so I'm curious if there's anything else we're going to learn from that um or if that's kind of kind of it which is all pretty cool so that's that's the only thing that i had to add to what you said earlier
1: okay my number two is kinsey's relationship with her mom Mm. and we've seen that her mom actually has been kind of forgetful about things like paying her school bills and signing forms that she needs and kinsey's been on top of it and picking up the slack or you know getting forging her name and stuff like that. And, um, when she says, when she lays that out on the line to her mom, dad took care of these things. Cause you're always busy. Uh, then it, it hurts her, but it turns out, which is a really interesting twist to me that that's not even totally true. Like Kinsey re- misremembered this memory of her mom being there in the aquarium with mm-hmm. her. And, um, I feel like that's true to life because sometimes we like make a story in our head about how things are. And then we fit all the facts to our story. Sometimes that even means where we misremember how things actually happened. And so that I I really liked that. And I thought it was such a gift that she was able to go back and visit that memory and see that it wasn't what she thought. And then it was, a, she was able to look at her mom in a new light and um, she said to, scott she isn't really the traditional parent type not like my dad was but she she's always been there so she just has this realization that she wasn't giving her mom full credit mm-hmm. and then just like she did with scott she went to her mom i was mom I was wrong about what i said yesterday you were always there for me i'm sorry and i was moved by that I, I was really moved by that whole and her mom's like it's okay don't worry honey and gives her a hug so i love that moment
2: yeah <laughs> I liked it too. And I,
1: I I've been meaning to mention too. We haven't really talked about that much about Kinsey being an artist, and her mom's an artist too. And this connection that they have, and it's interesting to me because the two characters feel disconnected. Like Kinsey has this, um, she's uh, not. She's she's holding something against her mom, but the fact that they're both artists makes me feel like there's still this subconscious connection or maybe a subconscious desire to be closer or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's been really critical of her mom and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to watch, especially if you're a mother of a, a daughter and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
1: yeah, I feel that too, as a father of a son. Yeah.
2: yeah there's both but, sides to that. So you know, yeah.
1: but then I mean, I also when she when her mom is um, neglecting things and she has to pick up the slack. I experienced a little bit of that when I was younger, so I can kind of see it from that side too, feeling resentful. That's the word I was looking for.
2: Yeah. Like you're having to kind of, you know, parent a little bit yourself. Yeah. yeah. or Or parent <laughs> your siblings because mm-hmm.
1: or even your parent a little bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I get that. I mean, I, I grew up with a single mom and I felt like I had to kind of, you know, if my mom, because I mean, not everybody can be great at everything. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of right. true. And it's, it's kind of like when you're, you know, when, when if you're in a relationship or you have a partner, you know, each person has their strengths. And, you know, each person kind of picks up where the other one might. You know, like one person might be really organized and the other one might be a little bit of a slob or something, you know, and they could kind Mm -hmm. of balance each other out a little bit. Or if if someone is typically running the day-to-day errands and kind of taking care of the day-to-day things and the other person, you know, doesn't really quite do that and then you lose that person, well, then what do you do? You know, and that's kind of like yeah. what has happened here. If, if, if that is kind of what their dynamic was when Rendell was alive and, you know, he was the one that was used to kind of taking care of, you know, making sure that, you know, all the, the forms that the kids needed for school were signed or, you know, kind of took care of those day to day things. Then and now that he's gone, you know, one of the kids are having to that makes them. it harder. Yeah.
1: yeah. And the whole scene where she remembers him giving her the mug that said happy fucking day or whatever it was
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that was sad too because it's a really romantic kind of lovely scene a little cliched but still nice and then it cuts to her alone with the mug crying
2: yeah <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: just remembering that scene that moment she had with him yeah
2: that was a really nice moment too there was a lot of little yeah. and I mean you've said that but you know lo- nice little touching moments sprinkled yeah. throughout the you know heartwarming for me
1: well yeah totally yep okay number one right
2: number one well you kind of already mentioned it a little bit mine was just and it's really short because we we just kind of get this little bit of information that we didn't already know is that echo can't just take the keys um you know she can't just find where they're hiding them and just take them away she can't just you know Bodhi's literally holding out the key to her and he's like if you want it so bad why don't you just take it and she just glares at him and then that's when he figures mm-hmm. it out like you, you can't because um, he's literally holding it up right in front of her and she can't re- just reach out and snap you know snap it away from him um, that they have to be given to her so I thought that was really interesting and I'm kind of curious why yeah. that is like why
1: it's interesting because it's like she wanted the head key to get into Aaron Voss's head, to get some information or something Mm -hmm. that we don't know. And she couldn't get the head key. And so she says, uh, Oh, you think you're clever? Well, I can be clever too. And then she goes and does something, which I, I think maybe you're going to mention now, but it's like, this is an interesting show because we're getting this whole teen romance slash drama thing. But the, sort of quest part of the show where a character is on a quest to get something done and keeps having obstacles put in their way is from the villain's point of view she's the one who's trying to get something done and and has to overcome these obstacles
2: yeah but you know she she couldn't snatch the head key away from Bodie, but she was able to snatch the matchstick key off of that kid before she threw him in front of the subway
1: yeah, maybe there's something special about Bodhi, or maybe it was because he wasn't holding in his hand. Maybe
2: because he's not, or he's the true owner. He's a lock, and the keys yeah, are, right. are owned or possessed by the lock family. So maybe there's some sort of special magical hold or something that, you know, you can't mm-hmm. take it away from a lock. They have to be given. I don't know. That sounds When dumb. they
1: told, yeah, it seems like early on when they were talking about why the keys whispered to Bodhi, there might have been some explanation of that brief one but i don't remember what they said
2: yeah i don't well i don't know that there was really an explanation just that he hears the whispering mm-hmm. but we don't really know why it's bodie and why why do tyler and kinsey don't they don't seem to hear the whispering and the keys calling to them but they but bodie can i think that's that's all that we know but yeah so you know, she she she's like okay well i can be clever too and then we see her visiting and going back to see sam lesser and she gives him the fire key or the matchstick key so
1: yeah what the hell
2: what's he gonna do with that start a fire and escape here
1: burn yourself up (laughs) (laughs) well
2: i mean she used it to start the fire at the stove when nina was in the kitchen she did yeah
1: Oh, she just like she, ran it along yeah, the stove Yeah, she or walked
2: into the kitchen and she walked oh. in front of it and she could see she just had the key and she just glazed it So across. you can just like
1: swipe it against something. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so... Uh, I didn't catch that, that's yeah, cool.
2: Yeah, so I don't know if that's something that Sam is maybe going to do in prison and maybe, you know, start a fire, which would be, um, you know, mm-hmm. a diversion and be able to escape, but right. why can't she just... Can, she, can he just not go with her through... Like using the, the door, anywhere key, yeah. can she not just? I mean, I don't know because she was with him in the common room when we when she first visited him. So she is capable of at least being in the same space. Why can't they just walk over to one of the doors? She's anywhere key, and can only one person? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. I feel like sometimes when there's magic, there's rules around this magic, and you know, only kind of works, you know, certain ways. So I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm curious why why she gave him that key. Why can't she just use the anywhere key to get him out and go through a door? Um, so I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. Not being too critical about that kind of stuff. Like maybe they have a reason for it. Maybe they don't, but um, you know, well, I'm just more like, Oh, let's see what happens with the flame key. <laughs> which is what I've been calling it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do. I did sort of think about that. Like, could she, Maybe, maybe, you know, he's in a cell and you need a solid door. Maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe. You know?
2: Yep. Okay. Well, what's your number
1: one? My number one is Dean Ridgeway, who, um, there's a part of me that's sort of critical about him getting involved in Tyler's life, but mostly I just like him a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, normally I, when I was a kid, I wouldn't want, an adult getting into my business. But then again, I never had teachers setting me up with cute girls.
2: (laughs) Maybe I would have liked him a little bit more
1: (laughs) differently. Um, Yeah. And I liked him and I thought everything he said was wise. Like he said, you know, high school is the perfect time to try on a bunch of different hats. You get to decide who you are and who you surround yourself with. And I really liked that. I had some really good friends in high school, most of which I'm still friends with. And I hope my kids do too. They surround themselves with, good people I was just talking about that with Lucy on walking Deadcast because there was a whole thing about one of the characters, not having met the right people and getting in with the wrong people in the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, then he also says, I know firsthand that grief never gets any smaller. So you have to make yourself bigger around it. The best way to do that is to open up, let people in like he's just quoting my inspirational quotes here that I really aspire to so i like that about him he seems a little bit like a caricature you know he's just this nice guy who's helping and i don't know if there's going to be much more to him but for what he is i'm really digging him
2: i am too i i really liked what he had to say um you know about grief because i feel like you you have to have been through it to be able to to speak about it like that that you know that's coming from experience oh yeah yeah good point so um So I thought that was really nice, and clearly, you know, he sees how, you know, Tyler and Kinsey, you know, are coming into this town, everybody knows who they are, and it's like you said, it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, dad died living in a haunted house with, you know, or a weird house, or, you know, whatever, like, there's already, you know, a, a stigma on them, you know, they can't just go and be unknown, which is, you know, I guess if you have to move somewhere you you either want to be around people that you that know you or around people that don't um, because of the things that you've been through so um, so it's I, I thought it was nice that he was reaching out and you know kind of reminding him about this it kind of lets you become who you're going to be. And it's about who you surround your, yourself with because I, mm-hmm. that's something, something I always encouraged my kid to be, you know, I got really lucky that she surrounded herself with a great group of, of kids you know, male and female and they were all really close yeah. knit and they were all good kids. I mean, they certainly got into their share of mischief um, from time to time, but they were all really good kids. That, <laughs> yeah, you know, so did we. I mean, that's, it's, and it's fine. It's fine. It's not, you know, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. anything, you know, good hearted, fun. but a bunch yeah. of good kids, you know, and you know, they, they just did a bunch of dorky things together and always had a good time together, hanging out together every weekend in someone's basement, you know, and just having uh, you know, a good time and they were all good kids and they're all still really good friends to this day maybe that's why Jackie was maybe she picked up on that too maybe she's like oh he's not hanging out with Javi and you know that other other guy so much that you know um you know it wasn't exactly what she wanted him to do as far as correcting the fact that you know he didn't go all the way with Eden that he was kind of leading other people to believe that but maybe she's like oh well he's not hanging around with them so much so that's kind of a good sign so maybe
1: I think yeah that's a a possible explanation that's being charitable to the to the right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it could be true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, did you did you get to your number? That was your number one, right? Was was the dean? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any notes?
1: Yeah, a couple. Um, I like that. We get the sense there's a long, rich history with this house. Like when Rufus says that the British used. Key House is a base during the Revolutionary War, and they would hang defectors in the wellhouse. Yeah,
2: that's fun. And
1: that's a bad place. And then Bodie's studying that book, and it says Key House is one of the oldest remaining structures in and used as an intelligence base in World War II. So that's Revolutionary War, World War II. If you read the comics, they have um, little stories sometimes from different time periods. So this goes along with mm-hmm. that. And then speaking of that book, when he's looking at the key house, but the Matheson history book, and he's looking at a picture of the well house and echo appears in it going, Bodie, Bodie, he looks terrified. And I would be too, because, uh, you know, Karen and I once did a walking dead cast episode where we talked about the top five things that creep us out the most. And I, that might've been my number one. Just you're looking at a photo of someone and it turns and looks back at you.
3: Yes. <laughs>
1: so that, that, that was pretty cool and creepy. And she says, you can't protect them. And I'm like, who are you talking about? And how are you doing this? So I don't know if these questions will be answered. I, I want all the questions to be answered.
2: I hope so. That would be a nice change.
1: Bodie pulled out one of the pages of that book before he let Tyler, I mean, yeah, throw it into his headspace. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was that page? I think it was the, the one that he's, I think it was the
2: page with the well house.
1: Yeah, just didn't want it affecting his head. I was
2: gonna or say, I think in the, from Bodie's little kid perspective, you know, he was like, "I don't want her in his head." So he yeah, that he might out. have a point. Yeah, there. maybe.
1: <laughs> then the last note I had because we covered all the rest of them is I just liked when Bodie said, "Hey, no fighting in front of the bacon."
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, bacon! I love bacon so much.
1: She, I love that she made so much bacon.
2: Yeah. Well. I mean so yeah there's Bodie who clearly has an affection for bacon and then Tyler who's a teenage boy and I feel like teenage boys just engulf everything in front of them um, mm-hmm. so I think that was probably Gotta make a, a lot. proper amount of bacon for, for those two alone <laughs> but I eat an inordinate amount a lot of bacon too so I feel like that would be appropriate um, plate of bacon placed place in front of me I'd be happy
1: Bacon's good.
2: Bacon's good. Give me a plate of bacon and a side of vodka. No, Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I think we covered a lot of my notes. Um, I I do think that it was cute that Bodhi was putting gum in all the keyholes, thinking that that would keep Echo out.
1: (laughs) I know and I love that she's just like and then he sharpens that stick and he she just kind of swats it away and like you thought that would Bub- take care Bubbly of yum, so and, a, and a
2: stick from the yard was gonna stop me Yeah, yeah but I thought it was cute it's, it's just charming that you know this little kid mm-hmm. that, you know thinks that he's he's trying to be clever I mean it's not he's trying his, he's best, trying his yeah. best and it's not a terrible idea if he plugs up the keyhole she can't put a key
1: <laughs> a yeah shot. why not but it was great that it didn't work. He, it's not like he's Kevin McAllister in Home Alone or something, right?
2: Yeah, he's not setting up all these booby traps that just work so perfectly. He's trying, demolish, them. yeah. Guy. But I thought I thought it was really cute. I I dig Bodie. He's just I think absolutely adorable. Um, mm-hmm. The only other thought that I had, and this is just completely just like unrelated to anything else, but you know, as Kinsey was on her laptop. Um, and I thought, how many Wi-Fi boosters are needed in Keyhouse to get a good signal throughout? This <laughs> place looks huge. And yeah. um, I can't imagine getting a good Wi-Fi signal in any one location unless you're sitting nearly in the same room with the Wi-Fi.
1: Well, I wish we had Eero as our sponsor because that's what I use. And it just totally transformed how Wi-Fi works in this house where it used to be that Netflix would cut in and out all the time. And then we put... I put like three euros in, and it's it's great. Mm. So they just stick a bunch of those around; they should be good. Yeah,
2: I've thought about getting stuff mm. like you know a few of those to help. You know, because with like when you have an upstairs mm-hmm. and a downstairs, it's amazing. And, you know, yeah. I think that's when when you can make a big difference is if you have it's like a, I guess if you have a first floor home if it's not really huge then it's not that big of a deal. But like if you have a you know second or third story home or if it fits mm-hmm. at a large house
1: or a big like old haunted mansion, big old
2: haunted mansion, yeah. <laughs>
1: Magic keys you have everywhere. To think of that. They need like a Wi-Fi key.
2: Yeah, that that would be great. Wi-Fi keys to take with you <laughs> everywhere. Um, okay, well that's great. That was a great top five, um, and I think really great coverage of the show so far. So um, no news this week because I don't want to be spoiled. So we're mm-hmm. <laughs> it's getting harder and harder um, to find anything. So that will then take us to our listener feedback portion of the podcast our listener responses um i'll go ahead and take this first one um it's from Lindsay schlicht she says ellie was definitely up to something in that basement room looking for a key i'm guessing it's interesting that she seems to remember things whereas the other adults don't that scene with echo and aaron vossi was so creepy the actress who played aaron did a great job at expressing emotion with no words and little facial changes i can't wait to learn more of her story Tyler's trick with the book and the head key would be so tempting. Spanish book, learn to play the piano, investment tips. <laughs> I'd never be able to stop throwing books in there. I would like to know why Bodie removed the wellhouse page though to protect Tyler's mind. Um, I do. You
1: just have to remember, like, or be careful not to let somebody else throw some crazy book in there or something like Mind Camp or something like
2: that. Oh. <laughs> or it could be the honesty book. Always tell the truth.
1: Right. Radical radical honesty. honesty, Yeah. Hopefully you would just know it and not be compelled. to. (laughs) Um,
2: She goes on. I do hope we start getting some questions answered. I remember Dane Cook having a joke about watching lost and having 75 more questions about each episode and no goddamn answers. Jason, you mentioned the same comparison last week. I think I'm starting to worry. That's the road we're heading down with this show.
1: I mentioned that comparison only to say that one of the things that i Freaking loved about the comic was that it raised all these questions, and by the end, it had answered them all to my satisfaction. And I thought about Lost in that moment and thought, Lost, this is how you do it. So I'm really hoping that the story will match that. I mean, the TV Fingers show. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Maria Lawson says, Just finished it. So far, I'm really liking the show. I'm a horror wimp, so this is just the right level of creepy to me. Oh, we should, yeah, we should be playing it up that way for people who always say oh, Walking Dead is about as much as I can mm-hmm. take because I know there's some of those. Yep. I, me and you, we like it as horrific mm-hmm. and terrifying and gross as Absolutely. possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she goes on, how is Echo able, able to take the key off that kid near the burned out house, but not from Bodie? I'm genuinely having a hard time not, watching the whole series at once because i have so many questions so far i think the head key is my favorite but i haven't read the comics so i have no idea what other keys may be out there yeah we don't know about the one from uh taking it from the kid but you know we speculated on it you already heard what we said about that
2: mm-hmm. and i agree what you said about recommending the show for folks who don't really like Really scary shows. Um, I know I, you know, recommended it to my friend Jennifer because she she does not like like she she's okay with The Walking Dead, but that's about as far as what she's willing to go. She didn't really want to do like mm-hmm. Haunting of Hill House or you know. Cause, and I dig that shit, man. I'm I'm all about being scared, right? But and so I recommended this one to her. I was like, you know, it's, I think it's got enough suspense, you know, to kind of keep you keep you guessing, and it's it's thrilling without being really scary. And I think it's you know right. And she, I think so far she's really digging it. So. I, I agree <clears throat>
1: nico saw the whole mirror key sequence yeah and how do you it do? freaked him out oh yeah it freaked him out so i mean not like he's not like scarred or anything but he doesn't want to watch anymore
2: oh okay so I'm like oh bummer yeah. well that's too bad he's only he's eight. he's only eight yeah so mm-hmm. um give him a few years yeah yeah bring it back around it's not going anywhere it'll always be on netflix um Next one we have is from our friend Doug Fick. He says, Kinsey is empowered now without her fear. I'm surprised there wasn't Tom Petty's American Girl playing during her I'm-gonna-be-me-now hair color montage. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and why is it when someone makes breakfast on a TV show, there's always enough to feed a small army? Then someone peels the corner off a croissant and says, Gotta go. <laughs> 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 that's true. What happened all that food? That's true. Um However, new T-shirt idea. No fighting in front of the bacon. (laughs) Ellie clearly knows what's happening here, but is she in cahoots with Echo, or does she know what a full-on real housewife of Matheson she is? (laughs) Breaking through the basement wall reminded me of a similar scene in Hill House. No No hidden ghosts, though. Oh, way less creepy, though.
1: They should put a couple in there. Just
2: oh my gosh! No, no, I cannot deal with any more hidden ghosts. That I was traumatized. Don't look behind you, then. Stop! Stop it! That's not. (laughs) Sean used to pull that (laughs) (laughs) shit. We would be on video together, and he'd be like, "Don't look behind you," and I was like, "Shut the fuck up, right now! (laughs) Don't do that." Anyway, Doug goes on. So now we know the woman Javi was talking about is um, who went crazy and can't speak. It was obvious that Echo and her know each other, but Echo does not appear in the group photo or in the yearbook. Is she someone they summoned with the keys? Did she drown the friends? And if Keys have to be given to her. How was she able to take the key from the rando kid? Exactly, that was my question. What key did she give Lesser? um, The fire key or the anywhere key? Pretty sure it was the matchstick key or fire key as we're calling it. Um, And why did Kinsey tell Scott about the keys and let him in her head? She lost her fear, but not her common sense. However, he had a more reasonable reaction to the magic. I imagine Lesser is headed straight for Key House and things should get a little more sinister. Lots of whys here. Hope we get lots of becauses. And if Tyler can add knowledge by throwing a book in his head, can knowledge or memories or even senses be removed? Can anyone remove stuff if they go in your head? Because I would remove all my memories of Pitbull.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think, you know, come to think of it, uh, as far as i know unfortunately there hasn't been any season 2 announcement and, but i do th- we know that they're writing it for multiple seasons so we're not going to get all the answers by the end of the season and who knows how many we'll get by the end of the season the comic is several volumes it's like 30 some issues total so um by the end of that you know like i said i was really satisfied but who knows by the end of the season how satisfied we'll be i don't know
2: yeah because we're not there yet
1: nope Pake Allen says, really, really like this episode. I can see how this one will be described as Dawson's creaky and it was chock full of the mushy emotional romance stuff. However, I can be a big softy and this episode hit that spot perfectly. I'm right there with you, brother. The Kinsey slash Scott stuff and the Tyler Jackie stuff were both honestly super adorable. And to follow it up with maybe one of the creepiest scenes of the series so far of the well lady showing up was brilliant to me.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I had a good balance. Like you were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier. That was great. Thanks, Paik. I'm with you. I was okay with some of the mushy stuff. Good for you for being a softie and admitting it. (laughs) Okay, so we've got a couple of voice messages this week, and the first one we have is from our good friend Greg.
0: Hey, this is Greg. So I'm just saying that I don't think that there's any possible way that I could bring someone else into my mind and display the vulnerability uh, that Kinsey did with Scott. Like, straight up. There's too much crazy shit in there. Uh, Organized, unorganized, whatever. There's no fucking way I would do that. Um, And then uh, Echo and Bodie in the Ring of Fire, uh, and it really just uh, makes me wonder if it's like in the book It, where you know, Pennywise can get the kids if they uh, half believe or don't believe at all, but uh, one of the other characters can kill him because he's killed them because he's real. Maybe that's what Sam is is uh, Echo's extra plan. Uh, And that fire key is a lot more powerful than I was thinking it was. Anyway, have a good one. Later.
1: (laughs) I didn't understand that. Did the whole it reference.
2: So Pennywise is, is not really effective unless he can, he has to feed off of their fear. So if they're, if they don't believe in him or if they, if they're like, you're not here, you don't exist or I'm not afraid of you doesn't work on so them. how
1: does that translate to lock and key i
2: i well i i don't know if i understand how exactly how he's translating into lock and key it's maybe that um,
1: something about sam and the fire key yeah i don't i don't i don't quite understand greg let us know what, what i what <laughs>
2: missed. please elaborate <laughs> um okay so the next voice message that we have is from our good friend steve brown
3: Hey, Reem and Sean, this is Steve, and this is for Keeper of the Keys, uh, episode four? Yeah. Anyway, um, (laughs) uh, I really, really liked it. Uh, who, who boarded up the ping pong room? I'm not sure, and, and obviously, um, Alicia, is that her name, the, the friend? She knows more than she's saying, uh, about all this, um, When Echo goes to visit The woman in the insane asylum She calls herself Chastity Uh, the closed captioning called her Dodge So I'm not sure What name, I'm just gonna keep calling her Echo And by the way, I think I said it I don't think I actually said it last week I think it was in my, one of my feedback posts That, uh, straight hair Echo is sexy scary Um Mm -hmm. I loved Tyler's line A new kid, dead dad, weird house And, uh did you notice that Tyler, when he opened the door to to put the book to throw the Matheson book inside his head, he didn't look he just he just threw the book in there and then and then closed the door and we didn't see what he did when he when they found the book about England, so uh I loved. <laughs> the mug, uh, ray of effing sunshine. Thought that was really, really clever. Uh, Scott's reaction to to magic being real, I thought was great. I, I thought, and I don't know of anybody else. I thought that that whole scene was acted really well by by both of them. You know, him starting out kind of thinking oh am i hallucinating am i dead and then when he finally comes to realization he's like i knew it i knew magic was real all along That i i can't do a british accent um but (laughs) okay i can't wait to hear what you guys thought talk to you later yeah i agree
2: yeah
1: (laughs) that was i love that scene
2: same it seemed um genuine and he's maybe that's why she felt so comfortable is like he's open-minded maybe yeah i think
1: she had a feeling that he would react well to all of it he's
2: got a big imagination that's true he's a creator filmmaker so that makes sense cool well thank you everyone for the feedback we're getting some really great feedback um throughout uh the series so far so it's been really great um so keep it coming um i love hearing it um so thanks everyone for writing in and sending your voice messages Um, next part of the podcast is our comic talk section so if you do not want to um, hear anything about the comics um, then you might want to skip ahead a little bit but if you don't care about that then you can keep listening so with that being said what, what part for you at least from what you saw in the show do you remember anything specific from the comics any differences or anything that you want to talk about from the comics, I remember
1: really digging in the comics that Kinsey changed as a person when she took her fear out, mm-hmm. and I think the show captured that so perfectly. And so that's one reason why I love this episode so much because it was one of the things I really liked about the comic, and um, even the hair looked the same as far as I can remember. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and I also—it's uh, hard not saying what I know about. Echo, but it's not time to talk about that yet. But I will just say since Steve mentioned that um, it said Dodge in the closed caption that yes. that is what she's called in the comics Dodge. So I've been waiting for them to say that name, but I don't know.
2: yeah, they're not if they will or what yeah, it's it's really confusing because they're not saying it in the show, but yes, in closed captioning. Mm-hmm. and then um, like I was looking up something on the lock and key wiki and that they're that's how they're referring to her as well and it's like but no nope. maybe
1: it just hasn't come up yeah you know, no reason for her to say her name right but there's more about her yes <laughs> coming up
2: has to be she's definitely um, I, I think a little bit more present in the comics than what she has been in the show so far um, Oh yeah, yeah definitely kind of involving herself and weaving herself into the fold a lot more of course a lot of it kind of I feel like they're they're kind of sticking to like the first volume a lot closer for this first season, but they're plucking a lot of other things out of the others and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, playing with the, you know, as far as the, how everything played out in the comics and they're kind of playing it around differently, um, in, in the show.
1: Headspace was the second volume, right? hmm So they're mostly sticking to the first volume, but then a lot of stuff from Headspace.
2: Yes. So, yeah so yeah and and she was she was more present um you know and kind of yeah i don't want to talk about what she did or anything like that or how involved but she she might still do it yeah because you know i don't know i guess i don't know if it's okay to really talk about it or not because we are in comic talk but you know um so yeah there's there's definitely some differences there Mm -hmm. anything else no um
1: after this, it's kind of all a blur to me, to be honest.
2: Okay. Oh, well, that's okay. Well, I know that, I I kind know that of you remember were...
1: some stuff at the very end.
2: Yeah. And that's okay. Um, I, I I knew that you weren't going back to kind of re- re- refresh yourself, that you were kind of leaning on what you remembered from your first go around. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Because I want
1: to be, I don't, yeah, I'd rather instead of thinking about all the details that are different and the same, and also, um, you know, I've forgotten a lot. So. I'd just rather just experience the series a little more fresh and and be surprised by it. Yeah,
2: that's totally fine. So there there is a difference, and I'm I'm curious if you remember this part um, or not. Is that in the in the comics, Nina is more in the throes of alcoholism instead of being six years into recovery. Yeah, you know as she is,
1: she's just totally useless yeah from what I remember yeah
2: totally so just
1: like zonked out drunk all the time
2: she was and and so there was a lot of that contention between her and Kinsey because of you know she was so deep into her her addiction that she wasn't present for her kids and I think that's where a lot of that was yeah. coming at with um, with Kinsey so and then of course
1: yeah and I was wondering why they've changed some of that and maybe it would just be too much of a downer they thought maybe you know too depressing of a show
2: maybe yeah because they are I I think kind of switching gears as far as how dark the comics were versus kind of a little bit Mm -hmm. of a lighter tale on on the show so maybe um i haven't really read why they changed that but they're they're that, are, that is a big difference um in in the characters mm-hmm. and also we're not seeing a lot of duncan their uncle duncan Rendell's. oh yeah brother. we saw more of him yeah. yeah i think he he was he played a little bit more of a bigger role in the comics so far and rufus too yeah rufus too there's differences there and he was um a lot more present as well so but i mean they they have kind of stuck at least with the ongoing theme in the story whether it's comics or the show of talking about how the characters are going through and showing how characters process their trauma and how nina and the kids yeah. you know struggle to deal with the with their grief and and having you know survived the attack that killed their father and you
1: know. I feel like they're doing a—they're probably doing a really good job of deciding where they want to put their focus and really focusing on that mm-hmm. and making it really effective versus, like, I was super critical of the um, Dark Tower movie, if you guys are Stephen King fans, because it just felt like everything in the kitchen sink was thrown in there. And I think it's probably for the better when they just pick a few things and do them really well.
2: Mm-hmm yeah I, I remember that conversation really well <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was just a travesty I mean I think um, Andrew Selwell was awesome as the gunslinger but just the way the plot was written was crazy
2: yeah I, I agree. couldn't connect to it. it it
1: but this I feel really connected
2: to yeah that's good yeah okay great do you have anything I, I had a, it was pretty short for me as far as like comic talk this yeah week, that's so. all I got. Didn't yeah. have anything else okay great um, okay, cool. So next week.
1: Next week we'll be covering episode five called Family Tree. Kinsey uses a key to seek vengeance on a school bully. Ooh, this is maybe where it's going bad because <laughs> she has no compassion or something. A troubled Nina finds a sympathetic ear. A long buried memory casts Rendell in a new light. I mean, I I do feel like this episode was very light and mostly positive, except for some stuff at the end. But even with that, we realize Bodhi has more power than he thought he did. So that was positive, too. So I think this series needs to get some more trouble and darkness in there for, for it to really grab us
2: yeah because next week sounds
1: like that might happen a little bit
2: yeah because next week or well not really next week i guess for whenever you're watching the show the next episode and Mm -hmm. regardless of when you watch it is episode five and there's 10 episodes total so we've got to kind of i agree start to see a little bit of a shift here because we're going to be at the halfway point of the series so Mm -hmm. we gotta i feel like we've done a really can't
1: be all just flirting for another six can't episodes.
2: be all kissing and flirting we gotta get to the meat and potatoes of of what's going on um so yeah i feel like they've done a good job of like kind of laying this foundation and we kind of get to know who everyone is and getting to know their characters and we're getting you know getting things established now it's time to kind of move forward so yep good yeah. place for it awesome can't wait uh, well, we are really excited for you to follow us into Key House, but until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Cast.
1: You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Cast, and you can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You
2: can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com, and you can also find us on the TV Time app.
1: You can find Strange Indeed and some other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Please go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts.
2: What other podcasts can we find on Podcastica, Jason?
1: I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but Westworld is getting going here. And I'm going to do a catch-up episode next week for Seasons 1 and 2. And then David and I will start with Season 3, Episode 1, the week after that. And I'm feeling... Very intimidated by the prospect of getting back to that, but also excited. I'm going to have to re-educate myself and remember what the F was going on in that series. Think we should get just- back into it because.
2: Scrap season two and just
1: (laughs) 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 no I gotta go I don't even remember anything but I that show is like freaking taking a college course but I'm gonna dive in and do my best to try to explain it to everybody it was really fun I mean and it was fun to podcast with David so we'll be getting back into that and of course Walking Dead is in full swing and it's been pretty great this last most recent episode was like watching an episode of or uh, watching a Halloween movie so that was awesome
2: yeah That was a really great episode and you and Lucy are doing a great job covering that and then really exciting to have you and David back for um, Westworld because I feel like, you know, David is, both of you have really great things to say and and I feel like you don't give yourself enough credit with um, your knowledge and how you're able to kind of, you know, um, pick apart and, and help, but David is so knowledgeable. And listening to him, it's like, oh my gosh, like all these light bulbs are just firing off whenever I whenever I hear you guys. So I'm I'm glad to have the help because with a show like Westworld, I need a little assistance <laughs> in figuring out what's going yeah, on. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So yeah, I mean, any show that I podcast on, I know it so much better. And and Westworld is I've so benefited from doing a podcast on that show because I'd just be so lost without it um even shows that aren't complicated though i notice that i'm not paying as close attention and i sometimes get halfway through a season and i'm like hey i actually don't know what the hell's going on here <laughs> you know but when you podcast on it you have to be really um, careful and learn every detail so okay. that's great mm-hmm. one other thing i wanted to mention too is i really love the nights when you and i podcast on lock and key because then when we're finished i get to go watch the next episode which i <laughs> going to do in a few minutes here
2: right. well I'll let you get to that but we're really excited um, for that and and you're right about what you're saying about podcasting on a show you definitely learn a lot more about it you're a lot more observant you pay closer attention to things but yeah. I
1: or if you listen to one
2: or if you listen uh, to one two. I would just rather listen to you guys that's where I was going with <laughs> that I would rather just listen to you guys podcast about Westworld because I in no way shape or form would be well equipped to podcast on it I would be
1: lost <laughs> it's a challenge you know Sometimes I'm like, on podcast day, I'm like, what the hell did I just see? And I'm writing all my notes. And then like, you know, 30 minutes before it's time to record, oh, wait, I think I figured something out. And I'm like. So, you know, I, I, if I put my mind to it, I could usually figure something out. There's been a couple of times where I think I have it. And then David goes into his spiel and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> I was way off base. But I think we both do that with each other. So it's good.
2: Totally. Oh, yeah. You guys do great. So excited to have you Thanks. guys for season three. Because yeah. Aaron Paul going to be on there. I was so. going to say Aaron cool. <laughs> Paul is in season yeah. three, if no one knows uh, that already. Um, super exciting to have him, him on the show. So. Mm-hmm anyway that's really great thank you for sharing that with everyone because i think everyone will be excited yeah
1: all right that is our show thanks for listening everybody we appreciate it
2: yeah until next time i'm rima
1: and i'm jason
2: and maria lawson is strange indeed
1: she
3: is (laughs) (laughs) just kidding i don't know